Good evening, and welcome to Open Air, and good evening, Jen. Good evening, Michael. I have announcements here to get us started. Okay, very good. Recording and listening is a simple and powerful tool that assists us in accessing the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature and live the life we want. Our five-week recording and listening class, which begins March 15th, includes exercises and time in class to process your experience. Conversations with the guide, an ongoing conversation with Sherry on a variety of topics, has begun with a focus on anxiety. The first assignment in this fascinating exploration has been posted and is available on the livingcompassionorg.org website under 2023 practice offerings. It's fun. It, it feels like it's going to be sort of a mega email class. <laughs> so, you know, like a, yes. a chance to engage yes. with Sangha on, and I understand it's going to be a variety of topics, but you're starting with anxiety and then see what comes next. And so it seems like yes. it's going to be a really neat process. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Our Reflective Listening Buddies program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program starts April 15th. And do you find that your efforts to keep a commitment are sabotaged by conditioning? The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, also beginning April 15th, pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support during this compassionate training. And for these Uh, and other practice... Go ahead, Jen. Sorry, Michael. I was just going to say, no, no shortage of ways to be involved, especially since we get to start the morning radio shows again soon. No kidding. Wait. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I had thought they were starting yesterday, Jen, and then I had to check the calendar, and it's like, oh, another week. Oh, oh no. Okay, I can hang on. I can hang on one more week. <laughs> yes, I can hang yeah. on one more week. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. All right. And uh, a couple of reminders here. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Jen tonight, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic, please. And about five minutes is great. And Jen, I think we're ready here. All right, excellent. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Bev calling from Kentucky. Hi, Bev. Oh, hey, Bev. I have been watching, um, as a result of our recent email class, I have really seen how so much of my life I'm living in a duality and so there's one there's one particular area of content that I've been struggling with and so I've I've really been working with that and and what yeah. I've seen is that you know I stay on there there's two sides you know I'm either the victim or anyway I get stuck you know I just nothing happens and it just goes back and forth between the two the two Mm -hmm. options and so Mm -hmm. I decided that I was just going to watch that and something dropped in that I needed to as I step away from it I'm seeing that it's not a that's all I really need to do is just stop and watch it and quit entertaining the stories and the content hasn't resolved but I Mm. I am doing so much better you know I'm not suffering over the content like I was when I was stuck in the two sides and so I I guess what I'm saying is I'm seeing just taking that movement 
to step away from the stories is really made all the difference in the world. And it's truly remarkable, isn't it? Because the the reason the suffering I project for all for all of us is so compelling is that it really feels like, I mean, here's this thing, right? And it's obviously got some importance in your life. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to do this to you, right? So, And then it presents you with the two choices, which we can guess are both bad choices, since neither of them is one that you're, that's happened so far, right? Oh, i got to do the no, I can't do that, I should do this. Well, I can't, no, but what about this, what about... And then to have that awareness that you're describing of, okay, this is a duality, right? You're, you know what duality is. You've been practicing for a while. And so it occurs to you to just watch that, to just let it be, and then lo and behold, even though there isn't necessarily a shift on the, in the actual thing, in the content of the thing, you're doing so much better because you're no longer participating in that duality conversation. Yes, and I can see this not in just this one content area, but how I, you know, especially thinking what other people would think if I took some action. Well, you know, we'll find out. You know, take some, you know, and it's just helped me to not be stuck, to think if I do this and it doesn't work out, then we'll regroup and see what life says to do next. And it's it's been very freeing because this one particular content I've been stuck in for a while, and I don't feel like I'm stuck anymore. Uh, it's just been it's been amazing. It, it really is amazing, Bob. And that piece that you just added to it of you know one way that it can get you, and I bet that's true for a lot of us. Well, what will people think? I mean, if you make this certain, what what are they going to think? And that that insight of, well, I have no idea what they're going to think. And P.S., I never will know what they think (laughs) because it's all projection anyway. So then you're freed up to just say, okay, well, I don't know, but let's try it out. And so you either do X or you do Y or you don't do either. And whatever happens, you get to just watch and be with it. And that is what what frees you up. You're no longer stuck. And then that story of, there have been times I've taken little steps to talk to someone about something and it's not turned out at all. <laughs> you know, it's been fine. I've just been direct. I've asked for what I, you know, what I see and they say their part and everybody's usually this, usually whatever the issue is, is resolved and there's no hard feelings yes. and everybody just goes on. Okay. That's it's, exactly it's, it. It's been very freeing me. Yes, it is so freeing. What a huge percentage of the time that the actual content even completely works out. And then the occasional time when something really challenging happens on the content level, and then we get to practice realizing that's okay too because I know how to be with that. And the thing that's miraculous to me about that piece, when something that happens that does feel hard in the moment, then we get to prove our adequacy to ourselves which means that when the next hard thing comes along, we're much less likely to be able to be blackmailed by those fear stories. You know, so up comes that story, right? That's exactly what I was going to add. It's like then the next time it's just like a little child that's scared of the dark. The more they're exposed in a safe way to the dark, then eventually they're not scared of the dark. And I, I see that that possibility here in the future. And that's very encouraging as well. (laughs) That is encouraging. And that's a perfect analogy, right? That you're going to show up for that little person, you know, who's afraid of the dark. And keep showing her over and over and over, however many times, that there isn't, it's, it's okay, there isn't anything under the bed. Let's look again together. And that that is what happens. She's going to learn that there's nothing to be afraid of and that you're always going to be there with her. And, and I guess the bottom line is it's just as we're always told, just stay, stay with it and watch. And it's, yes. that's just a magic formula. And I'm so yes. grateful that, you know, I have the willingness to stay and that I have the guidance to help yes. me as I'm trying to stay with, with everything. So yes. just, yeah. Thank you for and the willingness to follow that yeah. guidance. 
right? Because yes. it does, you know, especially in the beginning, it takes some courage and willingness. So, all right, well, that's why we talk about having suffered enough. I've tried it the other way, so let me yeah. give this a shot. Yeah. I'm just going to notice. I'm just going to practice being aware of it, just see what happens. Because you didn't say, and then I figured out what I needed to do, right? You never said that anywhere in this conversation. What you said is you watched it all happen, and the suffering is what resolves itself. Yes. Yes, exactly. So so thank you for allowing me to share that, and I'm so thankful for this practice and and the support from the Sangha, knowing that I'm not the only one that's, you know, that is so universal what we all go through. It's very, very encouraging. So It is. And then adding the piece of doing what you did tonight, which is being willing to put yourself in the queue and yeah. to talk about it, right? Because now yeah. there, that's literally part of our practice archive that yeah. we all get to call on. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you and gosh Thanks, Bev. gosh Thanks for joining us, Beth, and amen to all of that, Jen. I could relate to every word of that conversation. Yeah, me too. And that that feels like the new superpower we have here in practice these days is the just noticing (laughs) and just realizing that really is. The thing that's so magic about it is that it takes the I out of it. The I who's going to, okay, I'm going to sit with this and really you know, code for, you know, supposedly not, but to figure it out. I'm going to figure this out so that I can stop suffering over it. Well, it's never going to work. But the noticing that we can do without that eye interfering with it. Hmm. Noticing without the eye. Yeah, not not getting uh, enmeshed or entangled in the story is the sense I get from what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have another caller here, Jen. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hello, Jen and Michael. It's Todd in British Columbia. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, well, I'd like to share. I, I always get excited when I when I hear Sangamith members talking about practice successes and, and that previous call was totally in my experience of practice success and I've, I've been having a, a two-week one that's kind of ongoing and I'd like to share it. Um, it's, it's just been really in line with um, the year-long retreat and uh, in, in recollecting you know who we are and and just um, it's a little backstory, a little content to put it in context is mm-hmm. I just spent um, prior to two weeks ago, two and a half months taking care of a, a three-acre property for the homeowners that I share with them, and they were away. And it was just me and, and three acres and, um, and a dozen chickens and uh, a huge driveway that required lots of shoveling. And uh, it, it went really wonderfully. Um, we didn't have any uh, property issues, no, no chicken issues, and uh, I checked in daily via text as they traveled through South America. And then they got back, and um, within a day uh, of the return, I had a little brief discussion with them, and they said, "Oh no, we'll we'll, we'll get together and have a big dinner, and, and you know, kind of a big uh, catch up, and show you all our pictures and this and that." And and it, it's two weeks now, and we haven't done it yet for for various reasons, but that was a huge opening for conditioning to come in mm. with, uh, oh, you know, they're 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 not appreciative, they're not grateful. Um, they're taking advantage of you, and within a day of that barrage coming in, uh, a condition trying to really make me miserable over the situation, what dropped in from the daily recollection was just so amazing. It was in during meditation. Was there is no self and other, Ooh. and I just went, oh, of course, oh, yeah. It was like yeah. you know ownership, like they own this property, but ownership is, is it's an illusion. Because they're just yeah. we're just stewards, right? We're just stewards. We're just, yeah. we're just passing through, and yeah. and I had this wonderful. It was very monastic. I'm out in the country. It's three acres. Reminds me of the four acre property in Squim. Uh, we got a few more larger buildings and stuff, but I just always picture it being like the, the new monastery. And it's very monastic practice. There's a schedule. There's uh, lots of caregiving and caretaking. 
uh, of oneself and and other things and and it, it was like within a day or two where condition was just barraging me with this whole uh, thing about doing it for them and they should be you know uh, you know you know uh, like uh, should you know have all this uh, uh, you know, sending me emails and texts and thanking me and this and that, which hasn't really happened. It, it, the daily recollection dropped in as well, but there is no self and other. There, there isn't them. There's just life stewarding what needs to be taken care of, and that's what I did. And you know, it's so interesting the way you describe it, Todd, because oh. part of what I hear in what you're saying is that you received so much. The oh. way you described as yes. it was happening. Right, yes. you're there, you're on these three beautiful acres, you're yeah. getting to take care, right? Yeah. And we can guess feeling taken care of and all of that. Yes. And then they get home and there's sort of this just slipped under the radar, there's where conditioned mind wants to take hold, right? Well, they should be this way towards you and they should be saying that. And that in that, it gets taken from you. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah, it, it does. It wants to steal all the. It's it's like um, uh, it's hard to describe it. It's it's it's. It just so reminds me of of being a, a visiting monk, <laughs> you know, because um, you know we go there and of course we get um, you know incredible you know lodging and food and 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 teaching and the dharma and all that. But um, it's it it feels like you're receiving so much more than you're giving even though there's lots of giving, you know, you're participating fully uh, for most days yeah. from sun up to sun down, you know, except for holy leisure seven days a week almost. Yeah. So, and that's why I really find it. And not a lot of thank you notes. And big, thank you like for that. Exactly. Cards, right? not, and, a lot of, yeah. not a lot of external attaboys. <laughs> or that very, I project that very reason. Yes. Because in a sense, it gets in that process it gets taken from us because we're so conditioned mm -hmm. to look for it externally. Yes. That, that's been my experience, at least in practice, is that, that that external thank you, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, shoot, there are lots of external thank yous that come from practice all the time in many, many ways. But one of the things that I, and I've looked at this actually a lot over the years, Todd, one of the things I think is so amazing about practice is that, there's clearly a lot of gratitude that goes both ways, and I project there's a great um, honoring of and respect for, it's part of the privileged environment, mm -hmm. that we're facilitated to have that internal experience to realize that, that the receiving is happening in me. That whole process is happening in me. Yeah. It's, it's sort of that thing we're rewarded by what we do, right, not because of it. Yes, yeah, that Christmas Humphreys quote that, mm -hmm. that just dropped in. But yes, yes, yeah, yeah, and it, it's just such a such a practice success because a a it didn't get stolen from me because I I was noticing it come in, noticing it, noticing it. Uh, it was relentless. Uh, it it was accompanied by a lot of sensations, a lot of something wrong. Um, but because I've done a bit of practice and because we're looking at recollection and because I do have a formal sitting practice every morning with the uh, uh, virtual meditation and then because I do recite the, the, um, the daily recollection, um, it was just there. Life just offered that of, okay, ego's got its, its part, but here's what life's part is. And it just so perfectly fit the situation and it just diffused the suffering. You know, the other thing I love about situations like that, Todd, are that that this is the thing, you know, where Ashwini talks about the um, there's so much information for us in the hidden in plain sight in the conditioned conversation. Yeah. So there's all those ways that, quote, they were supposed to, what they were supposed to say to me could right. make such a lovely recording that you make for Todd oh. for the person who showed up to do all of that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Even for right that. on the thank you note, you know. Yeah. Thank you for taking such good care of life and the chickens and the, you know, all. Yeah. The... In the driveway and and the main house. Mm -hmm. I walked through the main house every day and checked all the systems, you know, because uh, we had some severe cold weather and didn't want any frozen pipes and wanted to check that the furnace was running and and you know flush the toilets and just do the, all that kind of maintenance when nobody's there. 
and that's that's a beautiful thing. Um, it, it just reminds me of, of a little practice I, I remember doing at the monastery. I would leave a, a, a practice note on my pillow in the morning, and then throughout the day, totally forget about it, and then come home to my little hermitage, yes. and there'd be a thank you note on for a, thank you for a great day of practice, showing up for a great day of practice, and it would always just tickle me to death. Oh well, Todd, I love it. I hope you'll go for it. I mean, yeah. you know, whatever you love doing. But I just pictured taking a beautiful photograph of the property, putting mm. it on the front of the card, and then writing out that level of detail, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and how you would walk through the house every day and you flush the toilets and made sure that all. I mean, thank you for taking such good care of us. And then when you shoveled the house and the, you know, go into great detail, mm-hmm. and then post it, right, and receive yeah. it, the whole thing just. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun exercise. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, just wanted to, sh- to share that. Um, it, it's just a, it's just such a, a great uh, practice experience, and uh, it just really, uh, it's just a, a, a reaffirmation, you know, moment by moment that um, uh, practice works. <laughs> it does, and isn't it great when you have those moments where, as you described a few minutes ago. You know, it starts its campaign, and you yeah. see it. And so you yes. don't have to get pulled down what could be a really long and ugly rabbit hole, but you right. don't get pulled down. No, no, I don't. I don't. And, you know, it takes takes quite a bit of practice, and I don't want to discourage anybody, but um, it doesn't happen in the first couple of weeks of practice, that's for sure. But um, Sherry's always <laughs> nagging us, which is great. It's just never quit. Never quit. Never quit. And that's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's my because aspiration. Because one day... Yeah. One day the thing that, that would have been a slam dunk for suffering isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't suffer all that. And it's remarkable. It's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. So the deep yeah. gusher and gratitude for all the practice and everyone that supports it. Mm. And gusher to you, Todd. Thank you, Thank, Jen. You. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome, Todd. Thanks for joining us. <clears throat> and, Jen, I really appreciate that consistent showing up for practice and as you were talking about reaping the rewards of that consistent uh, enthusiasm and devotion yeah yeah just over and over and over we show up we show up we show up we show up and then those miracles happen that both Bev and Todd have talked about today yeah yes they do and Jen it's time for good news update now so I'm going to bring your guest on here all right. Very you good. Thank you. Listening. Yeah, you're welcome. And you're good to go, Jen. All right. And I'm very pleased to be joined this afternoon by Ashwini, who is here to talk, to talk about a fun daily practice. Welcome, Ashwini. Hey, Jen. So just setting the context a little bit, um, in a recent Musings article, you talked about a number of milestones in practice for us in 2023 and suggested some fun ways to practice with those milestones. And one of them was to do a daily recording, set an alarm for 4.18 p.m. each day, and stop and turn your attention to the wisdom, love, and compassion that you are and the 418 being a reference to that each April 18th, 418, we celebrate the International Day of No Self-Hate. So fast forward a little while ago, a few of us were gathered for a meeting and at 418 p.m. It sounded like a, a sudden symphony because everyone's phone started going off with whatever alarm they had. And we realized that all of us were practicing that that at 418 p.m. we were all stopping and turning our attention to the wisdom, love, and compassion that we are. And we thought, well, that is super fun. Let's talk about that on Good News and see if others want to join us. Yes. Well, I just, you know, the part that I love the most about that, uh, Jen, is that we can suggest something like this. And we never know whether people adopt it or not. But the likelihood that it gets adopted by the group that we call our Sangha, I mean, it, 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 it should be no surprise. Because we all yeah. are delighted by that, right? I mean, if I, it's, it's that gratitude wants to give place. And my 418 recordings take very, very different flavors. It, uh, there's gratitude expressed for the practice, gratitude expressed for the guide, gratitude expressed in so many 
it's just such a beautiful touchstone to come back to and honor um, everything that's been given and everything that's been received. And, it's, and as I said, it was, it's a, such a delightful moment because there's no expectation that uh, it, the practice will be adopted. But, when, but a symphony like that just, just brings to mind what a fabulous song and what a fabulous practice we have. Because yes. people it do really it, is. right? Yes, yes, people do it. And, and there's just something, um, you know, normally each, each of us, each person is off on their own at 4.18 p.m. You know, you are wherever you are in your day at 4.18. Mm-hmm. And there was something just so lo- lovely about, so we're not comparing notes, you know, people aren't busy at 4.18. We're just off on our own doing our own practice. And so something just so lovely about, um, I don't know, just it was such a sort of beautiful um, metaphor of the intersection of how we are as Sangha. We're each mm-hmm. doing our own practice and mm-hmm. we come together and we practice together. And as you say, that people take on those suggestions. I mean, listen to what mm-hmm. both Todd and Bev have said so far, even just in this mm-hmm. show, talking mm-hmm. about applying the practices that are suggested and the transformation that happens from that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so not casual, right? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so I think one of the things that, that inspired me was um, it's just, it's yet another, so on 418, on April 18th, it's so powerful to know that the entire Sangha is practicing what in many ways is one of the most challenging things we can do as human beings, which mm-hmm. is to practice going beyond self-hate. And so then to this picture that there's this moment every single day we're all of Sangha mm-hmm. is coming together yeah. to do that. Seems so fun. Yeah, yeah, it is so fun. And to me, that uh, the it, going back to what you were saying about how um, how powerful it is that we come together to do it, or how powerful it is to know that we all practice on our own, and what power, how powerful it is to know that we can we also practice together. The, the image that occurs to me is one of love, right? That we do for the love of. And so the, the power of that love across all sangha, I mean, it's just a, it's an interesting thing to, to, um, to contemplate, right? Because it is love that brings us to that recorder at 418. Love of this practice, yes. the choice for unconditional love, the going beyond self-hate, uh, the love, uh, the love of what we've for what we've been given um, in 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 terms of the of the of, in the form of a guide, right? Who who's batting for us all the time and who's celebrating a milestone year at on four eighteen this year. And so it's just it's just it's just such a loving thing to do. It's really together. Is. And you know, yes. And for me, it's really been a uh, as sort of an extension of, I would say, the conversation that I'm in with the mentor throughout the day. And so it's almost like this this little touch point, right? Oh, it's 418. Oh, you know, here's what's going on now. And the other thing that's so beneficial about it is there are plenty of times at 418 where I'm right in the middle of something that has a lot of momentum (laughs) to watch the, it's not right now. And then to realize, no, yeah, right now, right now. And that's mm-hmm. beneficial. Yes, and you know, Jen, for me, that that's an interesting place because the alarm will go off, and I might be in the middle of a conference call, or I might be doing something mm-hmm. that doesn't allow me to stop and practice. But mm-hmm. but the commitment to doing it—that if I don't record in that moment, I will record yeah. later because it doesn't matter, yeah. right? I mean, there is a a beauty to being able to be interrupted to come to to make that choice in that moment, and if I can't do it, to make sure that I do it anyway. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what, which, which other uh, dot 18 moment can I do it, right? So I could do yeah. 918 <laughs> <laughs> or 818 or whatever, yeah. right? However you want to yeah. play with it. Um, the yeah. fact that uh, coming to love 
you know, there's a, it's a special time at 4.18, which you do it at 4.18 in the morning or, or 8.18 in the evening as long as that commitment to love is, is kept. Yeah, well, the other thing that's fun about what you just said is that, because that's a really good point too, is there are times where, you know, I'm not going to hang up on the conference call, right, I gotta, and go record. So there are times when mm-hmm. I, I can't do it right in that moment when the alarm goes off. But you know what? It's always... It, probably almost always 418 somewhere for some sangha. So I can just join there 418. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and, and even though I can't, even though my commitment, I mean, I think there were several suggestions. I know, for, for example, someone sits for a minute at 418, right? But the, the it yeah. does, it, 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 even though I can't pick up the recorder at 418, as soon as that yeah. uh, alarm goes off, it's like a practice reminder. It basically brings me back to love, even if I don't yep. formally pick up the recorder. It is that movement that uh, I think Todd was mentioning, the, the redirect to, to being here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another really good point. Um, so the alarm goes off. I'm on a conference call. Great. Bring the attention back to the wisdom, love, and compassion that I am. No reason not to do mm-hmm. that right in the middle of the conference call. <laughs> because to me, it's sort of what we're going to be looking at all through the year around the practice of the daily recollection, right? Because what am I recollecting is, is, is that, right, that thou art. And so even if, if, I mean, even if I'm here um, doing something that I'm focused on, the the practice becomes an expansion of awareness because in order to be here and to have my attention on, uh, on love, perhaps it is, it, the movement is an expansion of awareness. If I'm identified, then the movement is out of identification. It, it, it's a call back to, to the moment because there's a practice movement I can do regardless of what I'm doing yeah. or regardless yeah. of where the attention is. Yeah. I'm always in many ways, practice directing attention or, or expanding awareness, right? That's right. Which makes it a really good training because mm-hmm. it, we can train to do that in all circumstances, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And that's, in, mm-hmm. in some ways, that's, that's a really fun um, benefit of having something that happens at one particular point every single day mm-hmm. because it's likely that that's going to, give me a whole cross-section of circumstances throughout, you know, mm-hmm. my week, That's right. my month, my year. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I've been doing this since the article came out, and I am still surprised when the alarm goes off occasionally, right? It takes a moment to recollect what the alarm is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great mm-hmm. practice for this year-long retreat of recollection because I can go throughout an yeah. entire day and mm-hmm. completely not remember that at 418 yeah. I committed to record. Yeah. 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 It's and right. it's interesting to watch one's process around when when there is recollection, like when it's a, it's an uninterrupted awareness, and I can anticipate the four eighteen alarm and be ready to record, and when that does not happen, and that says so much about the process of not remembering, of non-recollection. Yes, yes. <laughs> it really does. Boy. Yeah, it's just it's just another illustration of how I mean, you can commit to darn near anything, and you'll see your mm-hmm. entire life in it if you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's funny. Go ahead. Please go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I don't mean funny, but it's that it's a place of it's such a nuanced place of just noticing. Because you yeah. notice if you're surprised, you notice if you're present and you know yeah. what the alarm is without having to get distracted from what you're doing. You, you can notice if the movement is, an, is identification to disidentification or a deepening or expanding, expanding, expanding of awareness. And it's just if the, to be present at the moment the alarm goes off is such a fascinating focus of the attention. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And we have crafted some Practice Everywhere messages that are going to go out once a week to invite people, should they choose to do it, to set an alarm for that for 4.18 p.m. each day. Yes, it's and practice. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're just working out the details of that. So hopefully everyone, if you are already doing it, then we're, we're collectively doing it together. And if you're not already doing it, here's the opportunity to be supported in making a commitment. And as I say, I just, I do love that aspect of knowing that, um, you know, we're all doing it together. So you just picture, you know, there, there are those alarms going off all over, all over the place before 18. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Ashwini, for the beautiful musings article, for the idea, and for being with us today to talk about it. Thanks, Jen. All right. Good night. And Michael, we'll turn it back over to you. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen. And thank you, Ashwini. And Jen, I I really enjoyed that conversation. And it occurred to me with our fancy smartphones these days that I could make a unique sound for that alarm when it goes off at 418. And then I will know, oh, that's the 418 practice alarm you know, different than the other standard rings or standard alarm songs that yeah. sounds I might have. Yeah, that's brilliant, Michael. I'll bet you there's an infinite number of things you could do, really, <laughs> if you yeah. got quite, I mean, you could yeah. probably put your own voice on there telling you, hey, Michael, <laughs> oh. welcome back, or, you know, whatever it may oh, be. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We'll have to yeah. start sharing those ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And we have another caller here. All right. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? This is Laura in San Diego. Hi, Laura. Laura. Hello to you both. Nice to be here. Um, Oh, when I got, uh, so a a client canceled tonight, so I was able to hop on. And um, the experience was... Super excited, and I remember even I I knew I had a cancellation, but I forgot I had the cancellation. So when I saw it at five o'clock, it was it, just a beautiful moment of like, yay! So I dialed in, did it, um, and then to what um, there was even this experience of um, uh, just this overwhelming kind of uh, this cheerfulness that showed up. And then right after that, there was ego like, oh, well, you can't put yourself in the queue. And just even watching that whole succession or the progression of that, um, all the movements, right, right, that happened mm. after just being present for the excitement. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, and very much what both callers have talked about already mm-hmm. tonight, that you really got to see so clearly what it was doing, this and this and this yep. and this. And it doesn't sound like, well, I mean, obviously, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you got pulled off. Clearly you didn't because here you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, so what I've been really practicing with is, is that. Um, of, it, it, it's, I know we talk, I feel so amazed at just the, the quality of um Oh, quality feels like it's um, um, like I'm assessing it. I mean it from a, a place of um, there's just a quality of presence that I feel like I'm seeing things, um, variances of things that I've just never seen before. And this weekend, um, I've been so kind of I've been present to just a lot of witnessing just a lot of um, how emotions show up for this person. And it's been, it's been very loud and intense and right, everything. And mm-hmm. then this last weekend, like, there was like nothing. And mm-hmm. there was a discomfort, like I was noticing that ego was wanting to make that a problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it even so there was even this like, I don't, I don't know what to make of this. Is this is this present? Like I could, was just watching, and then I would catch. Oh wait, I'm there's there we are. Ego's trying to figure it out. Can I just be with mm-hmm. this? Ego was like wanting me to like I needed to have an experience. So if I'm not in emotion emotions that say feel uncomfortable, then I need to be in emotions that are joyful. 
right? It was really trying to dictate the experience. And then if I'm not having that, then there's something wrong with whatever this experience is, which kind of felt neutral, right? And that uh -huh. was really fascinating uh -huh. for me to to not do anything with, just to see. Yes. Yeah. It's so interesting, isn't it, that sometimes that sort of lack of can be very challenging to practice with, right? So you're used to, you know, the big emotions and really, mm. you know, seeing that and see how that comes how that comes through. And then you shift into a time where that isn't there and to watch how the conditioned conversation wants to create suffering there in the form of, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, is this good? Does this mean I'm centered or right. not good? Or should I, I mean, am I not? Am I, how should I, right? And so trying yeah. to make a, quote, problem there with all of that. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then, like, the, the awareness of the awareness of the awareness, like that infinite, so I could mm -hmm. watch, there was that, and then there was discomfort with that, and then there was awareness of the discomfort, and then there was like, like curiosity about the discomfort, and then there was, can I be comfortable with this? And then there was, well, is can I just be with uncomfortable? And that's really kind of where I landed. Like, do I need to even make this comfortable? Like, is is that an okay like place to be? Because I feel like the trying to be comfortable is a striving for something. Right. Right. I mean, it's so, it's so big. And we're so in the middle of doing all of the audiobooks of shares that I can't recall which one it's in right now. <laughs> but it's okay because we'll all listen to all of them. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but exactly what you're talking about, that, I mean, first of all, that's such a fun process that you're describing because you're just staying with it every bit, every piece that comes in, right? It keeps trying to create a problem with the next thing, and you keep stepping back and saying, well, what if that's not a problem? And then, well, what mm -hmm. if that's a problem? Because, that, well, what if that's not a problem? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, to get to that place of there's discomfort and to watch how then there, the next layer is, okay, well, I mean, I don't know, this isn't exactly the language you use for it, but something like, well, you know, I know I don't need to be in discomfort, right? The discomfort is an illusion. So I'm going to, well, what if, is it just okay to be uncomfortable? And that yeah. place of when we're in that acceptance of being uncomfortable, you know, we're not uncomfortable, we're in acceptance. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And, yes, it's so, and there's this... Um, as you were right saying that there was this um, this awareness of like like see you're comfortable with that like I can even feel it now like ego wants to take it to an experience so be, because there's this deeper kind of old kind of karmic thing because I've got to get it right because if I'm uncomfortable or good or centered or whatever that is the right experience to have rather than being with whatever experience is is there. Yes. So, in other words, there's a there's an awareness that there's a really strong belief that you have to have the right experience, and so mm -hmm. then it's a it's a huge training mm. instead of having the attention on that to be with whatever it is exactly as it is. And get out of the conversation about, well, is this right? Is this wrong? Does this make me good? Does this make me bad? Right. Right. And, and that, and, and this experience actually allows me to see all of those, those hooks, yes. those bamboozles, those. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Which is quite subtle, really. Mm. Because, you know, without seeing, let's see, how do I say it? Um, yeah, it's just it's subtle. It's exactly what you said. <laughs> that the ability to stay with it as each piece unfolds without getting sort of stuck or stopped or stalled at, you know, okay, good, this is good because I'm, I'm feeling the way I should feel, that you see that piece too. So then all those beliefs about how I should be, how I shouldn't be, you know, I need to be right, I need to be good, all of that also gets revealed. 
Yes, yes. And and if I uh, so if I jump to an earlier experience that I had today is I was watching. Um, I was it, it, it's very similar, uh, but uh, now it's on the content of like I was noticing I was just there was a lot of energy in the body that we would call anxiety. And I, right, typically, right, and just, and watching, and so then what I watched is what's connected to an interaction that I had with a, with something that I do at work, where I saw that I, I saw a way in which I show up that is really like a karmic thing, and there is judgment around how, um, even if the thing I said wasn't some, no one would know like what I said was whatever, but I was able to see like, oh, there was an energy of like comparison there, like a better than this. Like I was trying to kind of knock, uh, knock someone, like make myself me- seem smarter than someone else. But it didn't come off that way, but I caught the insecurity like maybe about an hour later. Mm-hmm. And then that's and then that's where all of that anxiety showed up. And then there was this place of trying to get rid of this sensation. And what I, I is the same process of like, okay, can can I just watch it? Can I be with it? Can I just notice it? And just rather because ego really wanted me to go to this kind of shame spiral of like a good person doesn't it. do behavior like that. Got it. Wow, that's so huge, Laura. So, so the anxiety was around the shame. Yes. I said, oh my God, I'm a terrible person for having done that. Yes. And now I'm supposed to be anxious about that. And you know, it's such a classic example of everything what, that of what everyone's talking about tonight, which is that that is huge. That sequence that you saw is so subtle. I project, and to be able to see it that way, that here's this way you know that conditioning shows up for you it sounds like very subtle because as you say it wouldn't have probably caught anyone else's attention in the situation but Mm -hmm. it catches your attention because you you recognize that that conditioning that there's a conditioned pattern there and that the recognition of it is so powerful in the way that everyone's describing tonight so instead of being allowed to just see that which is the transformation it's like you have to be pulled out of that, and the way you're pulled out of that is by something really strong, which is that shame and that yeah. anxiety. And now that's what all of the attention goes to. Yes, and then, Jen, the last piece is now where it's trying to get me is, oh, see, here, look at you doing it now. Yeah. You're just showing off, exactly. right? Yeah. Say, I'm yeah. on the call, look, and I, I was yeah. just like, exactly. in traps all over again. Exactly, the exact same process. I mean, it really is why this, this practice is so revolutionary, right? That, that nothing mm-hmm. wrong is the, the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. at any, it's going to keep trying to do that. It's going to just keep trying yep. to do that exact same thing in some form over and over and over. And then yeah. if there's nothing wrong with any of it, that's why accepting, you know, all the way back to accepting that you're feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. If there's nothing wrong with any of it, yeah, who cares? Completely fine. Oh, great. Okay, great. So that, that condition process happened. I saw it. That's a huge miracle. Well, yeah, but now you think you're so great because you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, it's was, just yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah. I didn't see that Very last cool. one come in, so yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean that's that's the miracle of staying put for all of it, which is what you mm-hmm. were describing. Watching it all come in, all come in. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Mm, thanks, Laura. Thanks for joining us, Laura. And Jen, that is really fun to see the process so carefully. And then to see it come up right in the conversation on open air, it's uh, it's great. Yeah, it really is. It's yeah, it's so fun. It's always doing it. You know, if we can just get that, mm-hmm. if we can get yeah. the hang of just watching it, 
then we get to see these little subtle ways that it's trying to get us all the time. Mm, yes, yes. And we have another caller here. All right, great. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Jim. It's Renee in Oregon. Hi, Michael. Hey, Renee. Hey, Renee. Hey. Well, this has been a great show. Um, I will definitely start the 418 thing. Recording. Hey. <laughs> Coming back to wisdom. The, the 418 <laughs> team. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say that I have been definitely taking advantage of all the practice opportunities, and they pay off. So. Um, they do. Say more. Well, just, uh, gosh, what can I say? Um, I just feel like um, I'm just living in awareness versus living in ego right now, you know, and have been for the last, I don't know, period of time, a few months. And, you know, doing the text buddy reminders, making sure I follow, you know, really committing to it and doing it and um, mm-hmm. doing listening to the There's Nothing Wrong With You book. Um, was oh, great. Yeah. Good. And it, it's so good for me because the way that I came to practice was listening to a, a tape, an audio tape. Wow. Um, someone handed me a tape and I listened to it. I think it was the key. I'm not sure. I think it was yeah. the key that I oh. first got to listen to. Okay. Yeah. And, I don't think very many of them were recorded. It may have only been the key and TINW. So, yeah. Maybe. Very likely. Maybe, yeah. And so I immediately, you know, found out where the monastery was. And so the so listening to it is kind of takes me back to that beginning, you know, that beginning of time uh-huh. that I started process. Uh-huh. And, yeah. of course, There's yeah. Nothing Wrong With You is such a amazing book. And, and so listening to that and um, recording and listening every day and really committing to this year for the um, – Year of Happiness, maybe we call it instead of the International Day of Happiness, um, or No Self Hate. Sorry, International Day of No. It'll be the Year of No Self Hate for me. Well, they kind of they go together nicely, don't they? <laughs> because yeah, yeah. Once you master the International Day of No Self Hate, then you pretty much are in the International Year of Happiness. <laughs> true. Yep. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and so just listening to the radio shows, taking advantage of all the workshops, and um, mm-hmm. it's just. There's so many that um, yeah. you really can't yeah. you really can't uh, give the excuse that you don't have enough practice tools. Right. So, right. Yeah. And and that's really what we want is to have all of the attention on awareness. I mean, what you started out with. I mean, that's phenomenal, right? To be able it to make the phenomenal. statement that you're living in awareness and not in self hate. Right. Wow. Right. And I, I think the new part of it is, um, for me, that I'm noticing is just being aware at a higher level or backing up further, or however that you say that, um, mm-hmm. kind of seeing mm-hmm. the big picture of how it all works and, yeah. um, and watching when conditioning gets me, tries to trigger me into going with it and yeah. having that awareness to not go with it. Yeah. And, yep. and, and that really yeah. is the the crucial first step, right, is to see that that's happening. If you don't see that's happening, you don't have any ability to not go with it. You don't even know there's such a thing as going with it. It just right. feels like me and what's going on, and I really yeah. think this, and it like really is this way. But to be able to have an awareness that there's a process that's happening, then you really can begin to train to not go with it, to just stay here. Right, right, yes, and and to see that, um, I think the most, one of the most, the messages that I hear from the mentor is um, there is no reason to go with it because there's nothing that it's going to lead to besides suffering. So, you know, if it's trying to get me into problem solving or um, thinking about, you know, a lot of mine is time management and getting things done and, you know, I'm just like, well, it's not going to help to think about it. It really isn't. So, um, 
Well, just and that, that's the kind of statement. That's the kind of statement, Renee. I project one can say that casually after a lot of really dedicated practice, because yeah. I would guess you you've had to prove that to yourself. The way you know that, the way you can say that yeah. with oh, so yeah. much conviction, is that you you've done it. You know, that's there's nothing down that oh. road, because you've been down it so many times. So you can Millions say with a lot of authority. Yeah. There's nothing for me there. Nothing. Right. There is nothing. No. And there's nothing in any of it. There's nothing for mm-hmm. me in any of it. No. Nope. Any conversation. So it is, and when I notice things, or when I no, just notice, so if I, if I get a little bit into it, um, fear or something, you know, trying to scare me about something or whatever, and get a little bit into it, and I wake up, then I know that, there's no reason to, it's like, I don't, yeah. I don't need to continue that, that yeah. I just, and, and there's things that are deeper and there's things that are less deep, like some things like super loaded content, it can get me, like, it, it's almost like it keeps trying to convince me to go with it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, you keep, you keep learning that no, that is not right. Yes, the right the thing to go yes. with, right? That you don't want to listen to that. And from what you're describing, Renee, it's it to me, it's what can it's what can make us feel so relaxed at any point in practice. Yep. Yeah. Because what what we realize is, so in those places that are still really really deep, and it probably will get you for whatever period of time. That's fine, because that's part of the process. At some point, you'll have the same relationship with that that you now have with these other things, where it will come at you with these really big guns that used to be a slam dunk, like we've been talking about with everyone tonight. You know, it's like back to bed with the, you know, scared child. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you will have now gone down that road that today feels we're still really, really deep and sometimes believable. You'll go down that road however many times you need to until you realize, no, that's just like all the others. I don't need to go down that road anymore. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've noticed there's some things that you notice. You know, it could be something that's not doesn't seem that important, and you notice it, mm-hmm. and the noticing does cause it to go away. Yeah. The awareness, when you're in awareness, noticing it, then yep. I've noticed that that just it just kind of sort of slips away. Like yeah. it's gone. Like I'm not in it any longer. And then there's deeper things, like I was just talking about, where the awareness might not make it go away right away. Like, mm-hmm. it might be, okay, there's awareness. Oh, but wait a minute, that's really, com- it comes back in with this argument. And you're like, and you get, you think about it for a minute. You're like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly. where I want to go. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So it needs our attention, right? It's an mm-hmm. illusion. So it needs our attention in order to appear real. And so in those places where it just doesn't hook you, it's not, it's not believable at all, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. awareness there, it goes away. Yeah. In other places where, you know, it pulls your attention for a minute, oh, but wait a minute, I don't know, it feels real again because it's got some attention. And then you step back into awareness again, and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that, wait a minute, that's the same process. That's just like all mm-hmm. those others. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good process. Yeah. It is, and I do get the, I mean, I've fallen in love with practice before, but I really feel like I'm in love with it right now, so um, yeah. Yeah. I totally get well, it. That, it's really fun. It's really fun. It is fun. It is fun, and it's it's so lovely that we get to have times like that where mm-hmm. we're, it, we're in love with the process, you know, we're really spending a lot of time in awareness. It's just, it's such a gift to have periods of time like that in practice. Oh, a huge blessing. Yeah. 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 And we fall out of love with it and then we fall back in love with it. So That's right. That's and that at some point Or we forget about even it. Even that. Yeah. yeah. Right. And even that, there's an awareness that holds all of that. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. can be the the real magic is, right? Is wow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of those undulations are completely all right. Yes, definitely. 
Well, they they could even be said to be the thing that we want to happen. So yes. that we can practice right. at a deeper level. Yeah. Yes, so that we can see it all, so that we can be yeah. free of all of it. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, and thank you, Sangha. Thank you, guides. Thank you, teachers. Thank you, monks. Thank you, everybody. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Renee. Thanks for calling in tonight. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks for joining us, Renee. And that is a lovely way to end tonight's show, Jen. Another fabulous conversation. Love hearing about practice and undulations of life and uh, practice supporting us through all of it. It is a lovely way to end a lovely show. Thank you, Michael, for hosting, as always. Thank thank you, Jen, and go happy. All right. Go happy. Good night. Good night.